Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 1, Episode 5 of The The Castle Castle Chat. Chat. Hello friends, welcome back to Episode 5. This episode is called The One With... And this episode is where we actually feature a special guest. So our episode title for today is... Drumroll please. I don't know why I had to make that noise, but (laughs) The One With The Sister. Yes, we are welcoming my lovely sister, Jessica. Hello. She's here. She's ready for us to rapid fire ask her some questions about what topic? Music. Music. Disney music. Yes, we are big fans of Disney music. I think there are a lot of people that are Disney fans because of how these songs got stuck in their head when they were kids. Mm. They became obsessed with them and stuck with them all the way through their adulthood. And I think a lot of the reason why kids latch onto these movies is because of the songs in them. For sure. Well, let's go ahead and jump on in. So we're kicking things off with Jess, and we wanted to just take a little bit of time to explain a little more about who Jess is and why we picked her to talk about Disney music. So I'm going to hand it over to Big Sis Kate to kind of break down who her sister is. Well, yes, if there's anyone that can do that, I hope that it's me. But Jess has, for me, being her older sister, brought music into our home for as long as I can remember. She has always had an affinity for all things music. She started playing instruments when she was tiny and has not stopped ever since. She's expanded just piano lessons into other instrument lessons to band, to composing her own music, to actually going to school for music for a while and now studying film. So Jess, why don't you give us a little bit more detail about your side of things and how what music means to you and how you've gotten so deeply involved with it yeah for sure um like caitlin said grew up with music started piano lessons at a very young age and i've stuck with them for as long as i could it's funny i don't really have like a specific memory of yeah i like music and this is what i want to do and i love it i just have always loved it um i think that that especially ties into the disney world like caitlin said because of the disney movies i watched growing up like pocahontas or the little mermaid or any of those classics classics exactly exactly i can't imagine what my life musically would look like without that influence at such a young age I have very distinct, specific memories of being in our mom's minivan, and she had the TVs on the back of the seats, and Jess and our other sister Caroline would watch this Disney princess sing-along, and a Winnie the Pooh sing-along on repeat. Let me tell (laughs) you. That's like a double whammy right there. Let me tell you. (laughs) Woo. Yeah. So... That's, I know that they started on Disney Music Young because anytime my mom would be taking me to my dance practice or soccer or whatever it was that I was doing as a kid, 
they had those DVDs playing in the back and they were singing those songs at the top of their lungs. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm trying to envision you all as children right now and just jamming out in the car. Constant dance parties. I mean, the CD player in the kitchen. What would you say is your connection to Disney? Not dissimilar to Caitlin. I grew up on Disney. I mean, obviously we're sisters. Uh, So it's just been a part of my life since the beginning. VHS tapes and all. Um, CDs and trips to Disney World. It's... It's just been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Yes. That's the only type of family to be involved with, to be Amen. honest. Amen. <laughs> my family was was later in becoming more obsessed. I took my mom to Walt Disney World for the first time. Um, I think it was last year or the year before. Maybe it was two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And she was like, that's it. We're a Disney family. And I was like, finally, <laughs> we are a Disney family. So, Mom, if you're listening to this, I love you. You're my favorite Disney princess. I also forgot to go over the history of Disney music, but really, since the very first Disney movie, any type of animation that we received from Disney, there's always been some type of jingle or tune in the background, going back all the way to Steamboat Willie. Um, when that plays as intro to a lot of movies now, mm-hmm. you recognize it. Music is very memorable and it stays in a special place in your heart and it helps you remember things for years and years to come. And so we, when we go back to the very first production of Steamboat Willie, you hear this, this jingle and him whistling as he's on his little steamboat. And really from there onward, you see, you hear music in every single piece. of Disney art that you have and I think that really is a staple of what Disney is is the music that it comes with that comes with it and so um, we've seen some incredible music come out of Disney over the years um, starting so far back Um, so it's just really cool to see how the music has also developed and changed over the years and modernized and now we have the most beautiful orchestral pieces that you've ever heard Mm -hmm. from some of these newer Disney movies and the technology they can use to make the music come together. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of Disney music history and where it all started. You talked a little bit about the different eras of Disney movies in either the first or second episode. And um, I was looking through them and separating them and I definitely noticed like there's a distinct difference in how the music evolves through each era. So in the early Disney years, you have more classical music, more music that is pulled from pre-existing compositions. Yeah, that was something specific in Disney. Music history was Fantasia was the first animated piece choreographed to the music. The animation Incredible! Yeah, the animation is set to the music. So Fantasia was, was a really big cinematic breakthrough mm. with yeah. um hey we can actually use music to inspire what is played on the screen not just be in the background well right. i wonder if they use that in any future movies after that because i'm sure it was after seeing it being such a success right i think of like frozen and let it go and like the music like matches what she's doing with her hands yeah right? building her ice palace that kind of stuff i mean i feel like that definitely plays some type of influence or role over types of scenes at least maybe not a full movie i think that it obviously set a great example for what is to come so jess why do you think that disney music is so iconic it 
comes from its ability to inspire people. I think the fact that Disney music works in tandem with the stories and the art that just comes out of Disney film makes it uh, beautiful. Part of what makes Disney music iconic to me is how it inspired me to start writing my own music. I never really noticed the film scores um, that were in the background of movies until a short film called Paper Man, the Disney film that came out with Wreck-It Ralph. Anyway, it was a short film that they screened before a Disney movie around 2010 time. I'm not sure which one. Fact check. We'll add it to the fact check. Sweet. And I listened to that and I absolutely loved it. It very much coordinated with the story and the actions of the characters in a way that made me want to explore that realm of writing for film. For Disney to have so many people out there who watch their films, these are they have a huge reputation of, oh my gosh, they're putting out, we kind of talked about this with Moana, with, hey, so-and-so's writing on this, or they put bits of songs and trailers, and you're anticipating the music as much as the film, yeah. um, is a testament to how impactful this music has been in their films as a whole, especially their animated films. For sure. I like what you said about the trailers because I think if you if you think about a trailer and there's no music on it, it's so boring. <laughs> it's so weird. The music literally makes it an emotional experience, especially if you're really excited about an upcoming Disney movie and they have this powerful music behind this like action-packed trailer that they're trying to show you because they're cramming in all the highlights of the movie, mm-hmm. and so adding that music really adds the power to the moment and allows you to really experience it for all that it's supposed to be. Right. And be like, you watch the trailer and you go, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this movie because of the combination of what they put into trailers, which a big part of that is music. So in talking about iconic Disney music, just dive into Disney legends in terms of Mm. music writing and who's inspired you, who has influenced you in your own writing and why why they should be considered a a Disney music legend. The first person that comes to mind is Alan Menken. Uh, He transformed the Disney music world from a place of only film scoring to a music theater, a theatrical experience, to those sing-along songs that we always think of. Um, We have a few movies before that, like Mary Poppins, that include that but not in a way not in the way that alan menken did um he for context he wrote the music for pocahontas for the little mermaid for tangled for so many more um he is a genius in my eyes and he also wrote the scores to go with those songs all the movies that we just listed if you can think of a sing-along movie from that time, it is most likely an Alan Menken work. The only one that I think of that can probably be an exception is Hans Zimmer and The Lion King. Man, I just like hearing you talk about all these sing-alongs, I really just want to sit down and listen to all the Disney songs. We'll have a session after this. I know. 
after the episode we will literally go in the kitchen and just have a dance party and listen to disney music so i'm really excited about that for sure (laughs) but speaking about um soundtracks and sing-alongs what currently is your most played disney soundtrack i want us all to answer this actually for me right now, it's Luca. Dan Romer, who wrote the music, the score, is a new artist for me. I love his use of percussion. It's so beautiful how he lets it take the lead in his music. A lot of artists let percussion be an instrument of rhythm and, um, you know, creating those big moments but he <laughs> i love that big moments big moments you know bum, 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 yeah, oh bum, yeah bah. he he allows it to be involved in the entire score and i think that is absolutely beautiful and i also love the accordion i love listening to the accordion i always thought that it was a extremely annoying instrument uh but listening to it in the context of his music i think is really awesome that's always i think that's always a really neat thing when an artist of any kind takes something that traditionally isn't something people in this case perk their ears up to or find to be an appealing sound and turn it into something else and kind of make people cock their head sideways and go right hmm i never realized that i could like this as much as i do exactly um i also love that almost like a little tribute to italian culture as well i did not know that that was a part of italian culture that that's like a a big instrument over there I guess maybe it's stereotypical of me but I just always envision someone standing on the end of a gondola with an accordion (laughs) Uh, maybe maybe it should be like a violin or something but I just for some reason that sticks in my head like someone you're riding on a gondola through Italy and somebody's playing (laughs) anyways all right well what's what's your most played soundtrack right now court oh don't say frozen (laughs) Frozen 2. You said don't say Frozen. That is. That's my most played Disney soundtrack right now. That's allowed. That's allowed. I mean, it's the truth. So I really do love the music in Frozen 2. I think I like it more than the music in Frozen 1. I don't know. It depends on the day. Sometimes I'm like, "Mm, feeling the first soundtrack. But um, I love that you just broke down why you liked the Luca soundtrack because of all the instruments in it that's not what I thought of when I thought of why I love the Frozen 2 soundtrack so much I love the Frozen 2 soundtrack because I love the lyrics um that's a big part of the Disney world I feel like Frozen 2 taps into a lot of like mental health and I think that's something that I would love to talk more about in like a digging deep episode if we get to Frozen 2 but I like um one of my favorite songs on the soundtrack is Next Right Thing Mm -hmm. and just the lyrics in that song like I could just put that song on repeat it's not a it's not a banger it's not like one you just want to dance to it's one you want to sit and listen to and really reflect on like what it means to take Mm -hmm. the next right step and do the next right thing and so I listen to that often just as like encouragement for myself um and I connect really well like with words and so I like the lyrics of a lot of the songs that are on that album but specifically that song so that's my uh my most played Disney soundtrack right now but 
Caitlin, what you got? I, I feel like I've listened to a lot of Tarzan. Oh, Phil recently? Collins. Man. That I that soundtrack falls into its own I could category. cry just thinking about it. <laughs> I think I that's the one where like every song on it I can listen to them on repeat and never lose For any sure. love or appreciation for what that soundtrack is. Um when I was younger, I had the CD, nice. and it CD was slap. it was the soundtrack, and the car that my mom drove had the CD player in the trunk, and so I remember the six di- disc changer where you put them all in and you flip through. Oh yeah, so I would be like, Mom, can you put the Tarzan one in? So we have we have a vote for Luca, we have a vote for Frozen Two, and a vote for Tarzan as current most listened to soundtrack but i'm just gonna throw in there my probably most listened to of all time not just current Mm -hmm. is probably the soundtrack to uh cinderella live action whoa i don't think i've ever listened to that one is good it's good patrick doyle it's more of a score i spent a lot of years studying and that that album on repeat over and over again so well there is a soundtrack that is not specifically disney it's more it's covers um and i sent it to you like a year ago it was called frost studio chamber sonic and they all of theirs are like orchestral pe- oh, oh yes God. you have I got to listen inside. to them it <laughs> it's so an, such an experience just says like chamber orchestra I, yeah and it's I literally was just listening to all those songs um, on the airplane this past weekend when I was um, out of town, and I was like, man, this this is so good. And they come out with songs all the time, but they match together a lot of Disney songs, and it's all orchestral, and it wow. is beautiful. I would play it in school a lot when I would um, like listen and try to study and have something playing in the background. Great. Frost Studio, Chamber Sonic, all the way. Also, Jenny Oaks Baker. Oh, yes. You sent me that as well. They play her... Or the one time I was there and I shazammed it. They play her <laughs> in the parks before Happily Ever After or oh, whatever yeah. future fireworks show. There's also orchestral pieces or mm-hmm. instrumental, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Instrumental uh-huh. covers. But while we're on soundtracks, um, top five Disney songs or soundtracks. <sighs> this is hard. Let's each just throw one that comes to mind. Okay. Top think five of- is a lot. Top. Top. Oh, gosh. Okay, I have mine. Okay, okay you go ahead. Go first. Uh, my first sing-along song is Heaven's Light from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, whoa. Okay. I am so in love with Hunchback of Notre Dame and Hercules. They're like the the movies that kind of failed. <laughs> I don't think they failed. I just don't. I think they're deeper and heavier for kids to wrap their mind around this is yeah. true and so this is they they don't get the respect that they deserve until you're an adult and mm-hmm. you rewatch them i definitely thought you were gonna say something from hercules hunchback and hercules are two of my very favorite both alan menken and i love heaven's light i think too i'm maybe a little biased because i think of hunchback the broadway musical first before i think of the animated film but it's such a beautiful song like what Courtney was saying with do the next right thing Mm. in Frozen it speaks so much to how you might not feel good but you know when that one person sees you and encourages you and shows you that you 
are worthwhile and you can do it, it gives you all the strength that you need to push forward and be a part of life, you know? I think that's why it doesn't get the respect it deserves because a kid can't necessarily wrap their mind around that message. Mm -hmm. But when you do kind of go back and watch that movie, it speaks volumes to Mm. almost the same idea as Frozen 2 of um, trying to find the value and worth in yourself um, and maybe needing someone else to tell you but then realizing that you can you can tell yourself right. mm-hmm. um so anyway good one thank you heaven's light hunchback yeah court you got one yeah i do friend like me aladdin mm, classic a good i one. when that song comes on i feel like you can't help but get on your feet and dance and sing it this and just true. be fully involved in what the song is it's a great sing-along song this is good. That's my... I wish I knew oh. all the words to Fun Like Me. One of my top sing-along songs of all time, Disney edition, has got to be Circle of Life. Oh, Lion King. Classic. Okay, yeah, I think you win. As a kid, when I went to Disney World and I saw Festival of the Lion King, mm-hmm. oh. what did I say I wanted to be when I grew up? The blue bird that got clipped oh into the gosh. thing and flew around. The aerial dancer. So yes. beautiful. Okay, we got to move on from soundtracks. We are so distracted right now. Okay, if you could redo the music for a movie, which one would it be? My official answer is none of them. I think that they oh. all bring a very unique perspective um, to their films. And I absolutely love it. I... Would not change a single thing. Okay, so a pivot from that. If you wouldn't change a single thing, what is one avenue or type of music that you don't feel like Disney has tapped into yet that would be a great new thing to try for a new film? Okay. I think that Disney is on the heels of approaching this genre um, with incorporating Lin-Manuel Miranda more and more. What a dude. I know. Icon. He is participating in the the live-action Little Mermaid with Alan Menken. Um, and they're actually partnering on writing some of the music for that, so I'm uber excited. Um, but is is the rap genre. And I don't mean like rap like you mean like Hamilton yeah I mean like Hamilton I mean like that um a cover is not the book yeah which is Mary Poppins yes exactly and I think that that style of music I think Lin-Manuel Miranda has a very specific style but I think approaching that genre organically um through Lin-Manuel will be really cool. I would consider the genre that Lin-Manuel has created himself to be a great melting pot between rap, spoken word, and sing like sing song. Right. There's like exactly a, it like throws a little bit of elements from each type of those genres into one new version of right. music that is. When you hear a Lin-Manuel Miranda song, 
you know it's by him. Exactly. When you hear Hamilton, when you hear um, You're Welcome in <sighs> Moana, when so you good. hear A Cover Is Not the Book in Mary Poppins Returns, there's not really any mistaking that it was right. written by him. Yes, for sure, for sure. I love that he has his own voice, like you're saying. It's like Lin-Manuel Miranda's his own genre of music. Oh, yeah. In the same way that Randy Newman well, he's created is his, his own he's genre He's created of his music. brand around his, right. like, his voice For sure. and the way that he produces music. But, okay, we have, like, four more questions left. We're going to, like, rapid fire through these. Okay, so do you feel like music in the parks impacts your overall experience? 100%. It immerses you into where you are supposed to feel like you are. Um, whether that be a period of time, whether that be a specific place. My absolute favorite is the Tangled Restrooms. I love that spot. I love that they the music is particularly louder in that area and you just are fully immersed in Fantasyland. And that's at Magic Kingdom, in case you're wondering. Yes. My favorite spot in the parks where the music transitions and always catches my attention is when I'm walking from the hub into Adventureland. Mm. You start hearing the percussive instruments. Yeah, It's very tropical. My Disney tradition is to go down Main Street, veer left, and go straight to Pirates. Like, Pirates is always the first oh, thing. Oh, see, I, I veer right. Ooh. I go straight to Tomorrowland. And I always I was go gonna, with I was, oh, well, you go, you go where? Well, I was going to say I always go with Caitlin, so I have to follow her. Oh, yeah. Long family problems. Um, <laughs> me and Caitlin go together. She'll be going left. I'll be going right. I'll see, see you later. Bye. No, I would go to Pirates if you wanted me to. But I was going to say the opposite about when I walked from Main Street to Tomorrowland and you hear the like the little techno oh, yeah. beats. <laughs> um, it's so, I love walking into Tomorrowland. It's so much fun. So I would say that is definitely the um, the part of the park that impacts my overall experience is, is that area. Where in the park do you feel like music makes the biggest impact where do you think it could improve but there's certain parts of the park mm-hmm. that you're like besides the tangled restrooms that you go oh my gosh the music here completely creates the environment um goodness i think in um frontierland again in magic kingdom um in disney world you walk in and all of a sudden you're in an old western all of a sudden you should be wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy (laughs) hat and walk into a saloon somewhere um you know where you're supposed to be in american history you know where you're supposed to be in america um and it completely creates the atmosphere i love it um, where it could improve, I think, is Tomorrowland. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. It's fine. You can insult my favorite I, band. <laughs> I think that the Tomorrowland music is a little outdated. Um, I, I love Tomorrowland. Don't get me wrong. I love the 50s idea of what the future is going to look like. Mm-hmm. The reality, in my opinion, though, is that we're in 2021, mm-hmm. and what what do we think the future is going to look like now? I would love to hear the Daft Punk soundtrack from yes. Tron be added <laughs> to that area. Yeah, um, that music, music. Wally, Thomas Newman's Wally, that oh. music, brilliant, so beautiful, so ethereal and futuristic. You think of that spacey theme, it fits in so well. 
but when you walk into Tomorrowland, you're playing a Game Boy, is wow. what I'm hearing. I never really thought about a Wally presence in Tomorrowland. It's about time. That's a that's a good, good thought. thought. That was gonna be my favorite like score is mm. Define Dancing, Thomas Newman, mm. Wally. So specific, I love it. Mine would be Married Life by Michael Giacchino. Giacchino, uh, from Up, but that's probably a lot of people's answers too. But it makes me cry <laughs> so every basic. time. Um, I have my own answer for where I think music could improve in the parks. Do you court? I I don't. I actually like. I really love the music and the way that it's set up in the parks. I don't think I would change anything. Maybe um, I haven't thought about it enough, but like off the top of my head, there's nothing I'm like, oh, that music needs to change. That needs to be updated. Like I really love walking through each of the lands in Magic Kingdom and mm-hmm. literally like walking past speakers and the music changing before your eyes. And as soon as you step foot into a new environment, you're, it's the music has completely changed at the same time. And I get that at Epcot too. A lot of people are very attached to like the entrance loop of Epcot music and they've changed <laughs> that recently with a lot of changes as well. Um, but I don't know. I like all of it. There's nothing that I'm like, right. oh, I would change that. But maybe I'm just not paying enough attention to it. Oh, I would like to change my answer for best music in like the parks. I think for sure World Showcase actually oh i think walking through the different countries and experiencing the how the music is different in those areas is super cool it's ironic that you say that because that was actually going to be (laughs) it's like dang it where you stole it and it's not that it's bad i just feel like when i walk through world showcase i don't the first thing that's catching my attention is not the music change it's super obvious to me in magic kingdom maybe it's because i'm anticipating it Mm. but when i'm walking from country to country i'm not really picking up on the cultural music differences and so i more so than not necessarily changing the music but making it have a bigger impact so that i can make it it more prominent yeah so that it can be a part of my experience more and more in the front um than it being that background noise that's fair that's fair i agree with that yeah well i said rapid fire and here we are having some great conversation which is great i'm really excited about it but that you're just gonna have to pick and choose i know i know i'm like this is all such good content um kate what's the next question okay so we mentioned it a little bit earlier but disney and broadway so when it comes to broadway what role has it played with Disney music? I think that Broadway has allowed for a large expansion in Disney music. You love Frozen, you love Frozen sing-alongs, you get maybe five to ten more songs if you listen to that musical. Mm. And it's like, wow, I have even more Frozen songs that I get to sing along to. Same thing for Hunchback of Notre Dame. Same thing for Beauty and the Beast. Same thing for Mary Poppins. It's so, so awesome. I think it's a great way to expand the Disney music experience um, by taking it to musical theater. Okay, follow-up question. What Disney movie that is not a current Broadway show would you select to be the next big Broadway hit? Hercules. For sure. Um, 
we talked about this a little bit before and you said that Hercules was uh, at least a theatrical experience. Um, whether or not it hit Broadway is unbeknownst to me, but I think that that would make a beautiful musical. Um, there's so much to explore musically there, um, and I would love that. I think I'm adding this to the fact check list, but I do believe there was a time in Hollywood studios when there was a Hercules stage show. So that's kind of what I was referring mm. to in our earlier conversation. I think there was a point in time where there was some type of Hercules shows in the Walt Disney World parks, um, but I think it was very short-lived, and I totally agree it would make an excellent Broadway show. Jess, we're so glad you're able to join us today and answer all of our fun music questions. You are very knowledgeable in all things oh, instruments and music and we appreciate all of your knowledge. So just want to say thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Well, it was a blast being here. All right, we're back with our small shop shout out. And this one is actually super special. Um, our small shop shout out for today is Mickey Memories. They are actually a brand new small shop to the Disney area. And they actually create these photo boxes that you can store different Disney prints in, as well as it comes with a USB drive that you can put all your Disney photos on as well. And it's a cute little box. You can keep everything together. And we have connected with them recently via Instagram and they were super sweet and actually sent us two boxes um, so we could actually review the products and look at them and unbox them together. And so if you haven't been on our Instagram this week, um, go ahead and check out our Instagram. We did an unboxing reel showing you guys how great the products are and um, the wooden boxes are really, really cute and engraved with kind of whatever you'd like. There's lots of different designs, but we really do love Mickey Memories. Kate, how do you feel about your box? So taking pictures in Disney is half the experience for me. There are so many beautiful things to capture and nowadays with technology, everything just sits on your phone and printing pictures is kind of a lost art. There are old school boxes that I have from old Disney trips. It's literally like, it looks like a shoe box, but it has Disney stuff on the outside and it's stuffed full of old Disney pictures. Yeah. And that's just such a special thing for me to be able to go back to my parents' house, find that box and look at pictures of my childhood and what this product brought to my mind when I first saw it. And then when I held it in my hands was I can still do this and there is going to be a time where this is the past for me and mm -hmm. I can open this cute photo box that is actually a really awesome display piece to have it out on a coffee table or bookshelf yeah. or whatever um, suits you. But the idea of being able to have physical photos to pick up with your hands and look at them years after that trip is such a fun idea, but also taking a you know, over 500 pictures in a single Disney trip is a lot and you can't print them all. So having the flash drive come with it so that everything yeah. is nice and tidy in one space um, is a really cool idea. My Mickey Memories on Instagram and um, definitely go support them. They just launched last month and so we're really excited for them to continue to grow their business.
All right. It's our uh, final segment of our episode here, and it is the popular, unpopular opinion. The popular, <laughs> unpopular opinion? Yes, it's popular that we do unpopular opinions. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Making unpopular opinions cool since 2021. Yep. That's, the castle chat. It's been my life goal. <laughs> <laughs> And our friend Jess, who's still here, is going to actually give us her unpopular opinion because we're like, why not? You're a special guest. We want to hear what your unpopular opinion is. So, Jess, Great. what is it? Um, as much as I hate to say this, oh no, I really do not like the song "The Next Right Thing." <gasps> I think I have to leave the room. I think I, I figured that I'd give you a moment to process that. I love Kristen Anderson Lopez and. Mr. Lopez, whatever his name is. Mr. Lopez, whatever I think of his, whatever his name is. Her husband. Girl power. <laughs> uh. um, and Christoph Beck. Um, they work together super well, I think, on, on Frozen, on WandaVision, on... Uh, Christoph Beck did not work on Coco, but the Lopez's did. Um, I just think that that song, musically and lyrically is not strong i don't think it flows well and i think it is awkward and is merely used as a story device to push the plot forward and as strong of a message as that is and i do i'm not trying to say that that message is bad that is <laughs> you are a- entitled to your own opinion even though i completely disagree <laughs> <laughs> i i just i just think that that song is not good Man, I don't even know if there's anything I can say in this moment. Hence the unpopular part of this segment. Yes. Uh, I'm alone here. I was wrong about the unpopular opinion being popular. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I understand where you're coming from with certain parts of that, but I can't betray that song in my heart. It is is too good. You guys need to post a vote on your Instagram. Next week, next week, next week, next week, um, we are going to be in episode six. Oh my gosh, season one is flying by. We only have nine episodes and we're going into the last third. Yeah. Super exciting. Next week is going to be build your own dot, dot, dot. And we're getting into some of these episodes where we get to kind of pick the topic as we go. And for next week, we are going to be building our own villain. Ooh. I wanted to say that very creepily. <laughs> that was not good. I'm it's not good at that. It's spooky season. It's spooky season, and we want to build our own villain. It could be a villain that is already, that could be added to a current Disney movie, could replace an old villain. Um, really anything. We kind of have the creative ability to do with that as we please. So get your spooky season ready with building your own villain with us next week. Yeah, I'm super excited for that episode. I feel like there is a lot to unpack there. Yes, it's going to be super fun. But in the meantime, where can they follow us on Instagram? You can follow us on Instagram at The Castle Chat. And where can they send us an email? They can send us an email at thecastlechat at gmail.com. And on top of that, if you guys are really feeling super fun and um, want to give us 
feedback, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And we actually got our first review this week, which was super, super fun. And um, thank you to our listener that gave us that review, letting us know that they really enjoyed listening to the Castle Chat. So we are, like we say each week, we are open to feedback and we would love to just read reviews from you guys. Yeah, it helps us also uh, get word out and get other people to be able to hear this content. So please spread the word, leave a review, check us out on social media and be a part of the conversation with us. Yeah. Well, we're going to leave it at that. And uh, as we always leave each episode, we want to let you know that there is a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye.